everybody. I'm your host, Michael Lombardo. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Um, For those of you who are listening, there's going to be a little bit of a different format here today. I'm going to kind of go into it a little bit differently than I usually do. But for those of you who are listening, um, just know that this is our first time actually having my guest in studio with me today. You can find it on Facebook if you go and find Michael Lombardo page on Facebook or on Instagram or on YouTube. It's even going to be posted up on YouTube at this time as well. So you can find Michael Lombardo on YouTube. Just put that into the search engine and it should pop up. Um, and then I got a page there. You can go in. There's tons of free content on there um, for my old Awaken Live shows. And I would do a split screen live format. There's probably 80 plus interviews as well as tons of teaching and interviews I've done on different people's programs on there as well. And so for those of you who are watching, though, welcome to Awaken Podcast. You can go to www.lifeportoutintl.org to find out more about our ministry and different things there. But if you're watching, you'll see I have my guest here with me, Tori uh, Harper. How you doing, bro? I'm sorry. <laughs> Tori Harper, how you doing, my I'm man? I'm good, bro. You flew all the way in from? New York City. Glad to be here with you, man. Um, so I'm happy that you're here with me, bro. Yes, sir. It's yes, always sir. a pleasure to see you. Absolutely. Um, just uh, for those of you who may not be familiar with Tori and his ministry, let me tell you a little bit about him. Tori Harper is the senior director and founder of the Global Prayer Room located in the heart of New York City. You're also pastoring a church. Yes, sir. Uh, Habitation Church, New Habitation York City. Church. Right on, man. Right on. Sir. And so Tori carries a burning heart to see lives um, encounter the transforming presence of God personally, corporately. He's very prophetic. You do a lot of traveling. Yes, sir. You're a worshiper as well. Yes, sir. You teach and preach the word. Absolutely. You're all over the globe. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, man, kind of what you've been doing going into 2020 and okay, everything cool. like that. Okay, cool. So uh, a little over four or five years ago, um, the Lord dropped an awesome opportunity for us to um, head into the heart of New York City right in Times Square, okay. um, plan a local house of prayer. Come on, bro. Um, right, right where we need it. Yeah, right man. City, little dude. did I know that um, it would emerge to a church and a school wow. of ministry and uh, man, just seeing the presence of God sweep over the city that never sleeps, man. And we've just <laughs> been going for it the last four years. Um, everything has been like a really strong prophetic journey that we've walked sure. through, just like leaning on the Lord. You know, God, how do you want to establish a home for yourself in in mm. New York City? And just building a place where people can encounter the Lord, a, yeah. a place of intercession, a place of just freedom where people can just encounter God freely and mm. and grow in their purpose, grow in their uh, calling as sons and daughters and emerge as leaders in the earth, man. So it's been a fun process, a fun journey, um, stretching at times, but it's sure. worth it, bro. It's sure. worth it. But even when we were in New Jersey, me and my wife lived in New Jersey, we would host worship nights yeah. and we'd gather people from different churches. We weren't, yes, we weren't starting a church and we did evangelistic outreach on the streets in a little city called Perth Amboy. Come on. And we would do worship nights and we would host conferences there, but it was so electric, man. Cause I just yeah. feel like people are attending church. Yeah. You know, people are hungry for the word of God Absolutely. and they're, and they're attending church. Yeah. They, they have a love for the Lord, but I feel like just up North, there's just such a need. Yeah. For a move of the Holy Spirit, like people are hungry Absolutely. for more up Absolutely. north, and just like these little, you know, these these amazing ministries and movements that are popping up all Absolutely. over the northeast, Absolutely. and people are just gravitating in from different churches and ministries because, you know, it's one thing to encounter the Lord in church; it's another thing to really hear from the Lord and grow in maturity yeah. and the fruits of the Spirit. It's another yeah. thing to be in an environment yeah. where the glory of the Lord and the presence of God is cultivated, Absolutely. and there's freedom. Yeah. It was like total freedom where the prophetic can flow, where the Lord really just has his way Absolutely. in an environment. And I know you're doing that over there in New yeah, York City. Yeah, that's, that's how we started, bro. I mean, um, I, I often say a lot of times what you have a burden for, you'll build. 
Yeah. Um, what you carry, you'll release. Yeah. And um, for me, I, I was just tired of church as usual, tired of just kind of mm. maybe like the, and I said, God, there has to be more. And I know there's more. Um, what would it look like to have a, a place where uh, worship is not capped off? What would it look like to have a place where uh, people can just encounter the Lord freely and oh, just, I mean, explore just the different dimensions of God? And um, yeah, man, so it was born out of a burden. And here it is four years later, four or five years later, God's done like extremely awesome things, man. We've been able to not only touch our city, but we're going into nations almost like every month. The last oh, two years, man, God's opened up doors throughout Asia and the UK and Africa, different places, um, just to really? see uh, pockets of his glory just filled with the presence of God and see the fire of God break out in nations. So it's, mm. it's awesome, man. You were telling me before we you know, got here and sat down about the name change of your church. Yeah. And I just, I just felt the Lord on it, bro. I just, I, I loved hearing what God spoke to you about that. Okay. Before we get into the meat here, just, just tell me a little bit about what the name of your church was previously and how God kind of transitioned that. Okay, cool. So uh, we had the House of Prayer, which was Global Prayer Room, NYC. Um, about maybe six months in, the Holy Spirit spoke to us and said, hey, um, there's no way that you can continue to steward all that you're doing through worship and prayer. And, you know, you're raising up schools of equipping. Uh, you need to build a family. You need to build a, a church community. Sure. And I was like, man, I don't want to pastor right now. Uh, because my itinerant ministry is just yes. uh, picking up. And, you know, course, I'm like, man. but the Lord's like, no, there's a new uh, blueprint that I want to give you. And um, it's going to have more like an apostolic model in mind. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, cool, Lord. Um, so we started the church plant. Uh, it was called Breakthrough Culture. And it was built out of um, when David inquires of the Lord and, and 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 God says to him, he says, you shall go up and you shall pursue. And the Lord will use, uh, he'll, he'll cause it to be like Bel Perizin, the yeah. God of breakthrough that'll come like rushing waters. Mm-hmm. And so we named it after that. And um, about a year and a half in of being named Breakthrough Culture, I'm in South Korea and I'm watching a, a live stream from our church. And I'm sitting back observing as a pastor, like, wow, this is amazing. You know, just, just seeing the fruit of, you know, what we've sowed and poured into and as I'm there, uh, I have this encounter with an angel mm. in my room in South Korea. I'm heading to preach, but I get constrained in my uh, hotel room. And the Holy awesome. Spirit says to me, he says, everything is in the name. And I said, okay. He says it again. Everything is in the name. And all of a sudden, I went into this open vision. And the Lord said to me, he said, if you continue to keep the name Breakthrough Culture, you'll always feel like you need to break through or press in and fight your way to victory or fight your way in. And and there are components where, you know, we have to press in, but the Lord says you've now passed that place of breaking through and you've already broken in and you've broken through the culture. He says, Mm -hmm. now you've built a habitation for me in this city. And all of a sudden he took me to Psalms 132 where David makes a, a vow uh, God, I will give my eyes no rest until I see a resting place for you in my nation. And so the Lord said, I call your name Habitation. And so we just went through this whole process. I called my team. I said, hey, guys, I feel like the Lord has called us to change our name. I said, I feel like there's going to be a new release of God's presence and power. And I said, there's something fresh that's happening. And so about three weeks later, we changed the name immediately to Habitation Church. And as soon as that happened, uh, Mike, God begin to break out like crazy. And so yeah. ever since we've changed the name, there's been just sustained worship even more. We were already a worshiping prophetic community, mm-hmm. but it was just like an explosion of God's glory just begin to break out as a result of just a simple name change. Yeah, bro. I love that, man. I love that so much. And yes, so sir. God's hands on your life, bro. I always love meeting you in person. You're always just 
fired up, <laughs> you know, the love of God oozing from you, yes, you know, whether you're worshiping or teaching or yes, just, sir. you know, just I bump into you at a conference or something, yes, man, sir. you're always just filled to the, yes, to the brim overflowing. And so, but, but where did that start for you, man? Because it starts somewhere, Wow, you know what wow. I mean? So tell me, I always love hearing, especially on Awaken Podcast, I love getting into the story of, you know, how you encountered the Lord and, yeah. and got you on this journey, man. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I grew up in, of course, a Christian home. Um, I always say my story is much like uh, Timothy, raised by grandmother and mother. Uh, you know, Timothy had uh, Lois and Eunice. I had my grandmother yeah. and my mother, um, just women of God that were on fire, um, you know, in worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was a musician and worship leader. And so it was kind of a little bit un- inevitable that I would uh, pick up the music and worship and things that I do now. Yeah, it's in your blood. Um, it's, so it's definitely envious in my bones, man. <laughs> uh, but six years old, gave my life to Christ. I mean, literally gave my life to Christ. Six years old. Six years old. I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, I wanted to be saved. I, I wanted to follow Jesus. I believe about seven years old, um, baptizing the Spirit, speaking in tongues, man, <laughs> in my living room with my grandmother. I got it. But I was so afraid, you know, back then. I'm like, I don't want anybody to know that I got baptized in the Spirit. Yeah. Because, you know, like, you you know all like, other kids my age, sure. they weren't, you know, whatever. But um, over these next several years, the Lord began to just take us on a journey and, you know, going through teenage years. But distinctly, I can remember at the age of 16, 17 years old, I started diving into fasting and praying, man. And that was the major marker for me, fasting and praying. And it just, it opened up the doorway for encounter in my life. And then by the time I was like 17, I'm just, I'm going into open visions and I didn't know what it was because I didn't have, I didn't have language really for the prophetic Then we knew about it, um, but just didn't have language or a grid for encounter and the supernatural. And um, so around 17 years old, I mean, I'm having just extended time of worship in my bedroom and just encountering the Lord. And I believe it was those days that began to mark me for what I do now at 31 years old that, mm-hmm. you know, it just was a life of encounter, just being intimate with the Lord and listening to the Lord and wanting to go deeper. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was just that hunger. And so it started for me at 17 years old and it began to progress 21 years old. I really felt like the Lord began to uh, push us more into the prophetic mm. And I noticed that I was starting to hear more and see more and I would get near people and pick up burdens and I would get these words and I didn't know they were open visions and the Lord just began to uh, give language to it. and He began um, to teach you. Yeah, He's man. The best it, was, teacher. <laughs> it was the best teacher. And it wasn't until years later, I think maybe yeah. 25, 26, I got exposed into like the Bill Johnsons, Randy Clarks, you know, like a more languaging stuff, Bishop Hammond, mm-hmm. uh, people that gave language for what I had been encountering. Yep. My teenage years just didn't have a grid for it. And so sure. I think those encounters uh, began to happen. But I, I have to say that all launched out of the presence, that all launched out of worship. And so I think it's really the big thing of my life now is just from presence to encounter, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I love, I love yeah. to even bring that up. First of all, it's, it's tangible yes, sir. in your life, man. Yes, sir. Um, I could see that you've been marked Praise by God, God. and the you. fruit that is um, springing forth from your life, bro, is eternal, man. Jesus is on it. And um, I love it, bro. Especially talking about the prophetic, growing yeah. in the prophetic, you know, the Holy Spirit is the best teacher. Yes, sir. We, have, we, we have no need of a teacher because we have the Holy Spirit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, an anointing on the inside of us that teaches us all things. And yeah. of course, the Lord anoints teachers Absolutely. to bring forth the word into our lives. But I love how the Lord as we worship, as we pray, yeah. as we as we grow in intimacy with him, the Holy Spirit begins to to lead us and guide us, yeah. teach us how to live this life. And so, but even just talking about the prophetic, and I know the prophetic is a huge 
um, bent in your life. Yes, it's it's big, you know, for you yeah. and your ministry yeah. and the Lord's taught you. And so me and you were talking about kind of like what we've been feeling coming yeah. into 2020, what we feel like the Lord's doing in the church. Yeah. And this morning as I was praying, the Lord gave me a scripture and I want to read the scripture. Cool. And I know that as we were, as we were talking before this, you were saying the Lord is actually, you actually just taught a message from this. This past Friday. This yeah. past Friday. <laughs> And um, so the Lord put this scripture on your heart recently as well. And Absolutely. so one spirit with the Lord, Come on. but it's song of songs two verses 10 through 13. So it's a little bit long, but I want to share this scripture. The one I love calls to me. So this is Jesus literally calling us, speaking to us as his bride, um, literally drawing us in. And Jesus, just imagine Jesus speaking this over you. Arise, my dearest, hurry, my darling, come away with me. I have come as you have asked to draw you to my heart and to lead you out. For now is the time, my beautiful one. And then he starts going into the season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended. The season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I love that. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. Change is in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. And man, there's a lot going on in this passage yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's to simply break it down, you know, it'd be difficult, but I really believe the heart of the Lord in this is you, you've, you know, Jesus speaking to us, you have, you have asked me, you have, you have called out to me, you know, and now I am coming to you. I am drawing you away. Come away with me yeah. and I will lead you out. There's change coming. Stop hiding yeah. in your shame, yeah. you know, stop, Stop thinking you're insignificant. Yeah. You know, stop being insecure. Stop disqualifying yourself. Come away with yeah. me. Spend time with me. Now the time of pruning has come. He's come saying, on. I want I want to work on your heart. Yeah. I want yeah. I want to heal you. I want to equip you. Yeah. I want to I want to speak life-changing words of destiny yeah. into you. And he's saying, from there, from there, you will you will run with me to that higher place. You will come away with me. So it's intimacy. Yeah. It's the presence of God. And yeah. in that place, transformation takes place so that we could truly go out and do incredible things. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we can go out to the nations. We could start houses of prayer. Absolutely. We could grow a business that glorifies God and releases finances into the kingdom of heaven. Absolutely. You know, and so this is something that my life is marked by. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do the Great Commission. I wouldn't want to lay my life down and run, you know, to the nations and do the mission work that I've done or even sow and give finances as radically as I do if it wasn't Christ in me, yeah. if it wasn't the presence of the Lord yeah. in my life yeah. around me, that intimacy that I share with yeah. him. And just just share with me a little bit about that, man, because I feel like the church, the Lord is wooing us in yeah, this hour yeah. to a place of simplicity and intimacy. Yeah, I believe this this word is so spot on. As as we said a little bit earlier this past Friday night, I was uh, speaking in North Carolina at a at a river night, and this was the scripture that the Lord uh, mm. brought us to while we were coming out of the presence and just yeah. diving in deeper. Um, yeah. I believe that there is an invitation from God uh, to draw. Um, a people um, unto himself. And I feel like he's raising up friends of the bridegroom, lovers of the bridegroom uh, that would love him uh, wholeheartedly. And I feel like this is a time of wholehearted devotion that God is raising people up uh, that, that are just 
just radically abandoned for his purposes and his presence. And they have only one desire. David said it in Psalms uh, 27, 4, one thing have I desired of the Lord and that will I seek after. And I believe that God is raising up people with the heart of David. Um, it also reminded of Moses. Moses says, you know what, Lord, I will not go unless your glory goes before me. And I, I believe that God is bringing a reset where we're not doing uh, ministry before the ark. You know, we're not doing ministry uh, above what we're building. Like literally, it's 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 just this this burden for the presence, and it's it's God taking us from a Martha mentality, which is you know it's 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 good, mm-hmm. but it's busy. And mm-hmm. I feel like God is bringing us into more of a merry posture. Where he he told me several months ago, he said. Son, I'm releasing a national spirit of Mary of Bethany across the earth, and it's going to hit nations, and it's going to come out of just some of the most obscure places. You're going to see little Marys of Bethany raised up on college campuses and Mm -hmm. out of churches, people that are— been in the hidden places. And and when we look at uh, Song of Solomon 2, it talks about the place of hiding. I feel, feel, feel like that the Lord is bringing people out of the secret place. And like there's a new emergence of people that uh, we've never heard of, but they've been groomed in the secret place. They they said, hey, I don't want the platform. I want the presence. That's right. You know, I don't want the glitz and the glamour. I want the glory. And, and I feel like that's what God's doing in this hour. And um, it's an invitation for us to come close. Uh, Jeremiah 33 says, uh, come up here, call upon me, and I will show you great and marvelous things. I feel like we're in an hour of fresh revelation that the Lord is saying, um, I want to reveal myself. And, we're you know, we're hearing a lot of uh, 2020, which is the hour of vision. And, you know, we've got all these different prophetic words. But one of the things that I believe that God is doing more than ever is releasing a mouth to mouth resuscitation back to the church where he's he wants to kiss his bride once again. He wants to kiss the church. He wants to kiss cities and regions with his presence and um, those that would linger. You know, Bible says that while Moses was um, in the tabernacle, Joshua lingered in the presence of the Lord. And I'm telling you, I was just about to go there, man. man. I was about Joshua too at the same time. Go ahead, man. Dude. So it's like, we, I feel like God's just saying, will you just spend time with me? And I feel like it's almost like a, uh, you know, when we look at Gethsemane, you know, Jesus is nearing, getting ready to go to the cross. And he's like, he's saying to the disciples, can't you wait with me one hour? And I just feel like uh, Gethsemane, you know, is, is a place where our will dies. I feel like, God is inviting many back to a garden. It's always about a garden. You know, it's always about a place of intimacy. You know, he uses Eden. He uses Gethsemane. And I believe in our hour, he wants to use our time, our our nation, our generation as a place to woo us back to the garden of his presence. Mm. And he's like, can't you linger with me? Can't you wait with me um, in this time? And I know it's crushing. I know you've got things to do. I know you got uh, things to build and things to do. But can you just be in my presence? And I don't require all this. He's saying the same thing that he said to uh, Martha. He says, you know, uh, you, you're, you're so busy, but Mary has chosen the best part. And I feel like in this hour, there are people that are being awakened to find the best part, which is his presence. Mary of Bethany is found three places in Scripture. Come on. And every one of those spots in Scripture, yeah. she's at the feet of yeah. Jesus. Just in, in the calm, in the, in, in the cool, everything's, you know, she's just sitting at his feet, listening to his word in Come Luke on. 10 when Martha's, you know, busy and serving the Lord. Yeah. And then it's in John 11 where she falls at his feet yeah. at, at a time of desperation yeah. and, and, and trauma. And then when the breakthrough happens and she sees her brother, you know, raised back from death yeah. and her brother's alive again and she receives the breakthrough, then she's at his feet again, anointing his feet. I just love that. Mary Bethany, she's such a beautiful picture, yeah. a prophetic picture yeah. in the church. Every time she's mentioned in scripture, she's at that sacred 
place yeah. of at the feet of the Lord, which is a place of intimacy and devotion yeah. and humility. Yeah. And some of my favorite people in scripture is King David, because he on. had a heart after the Lord. Yeah, you know, the Lord says, seek my face. He says, yes, Lord, I will yeah. seek your face. And it's just, uh, and his presence is fullness of joy. All these amazing things that David said about intimacy and how we sought the Lord above everything else. And also John the Beloved. Come on. How he was just the only one that was unashamed. And, and uh, well, I'm sure they were unashamed too, but we all have moments, right? But John... He was just leaning into the bosom yeah, of the Lord. He just on. didn't care. I, yeah. I, I don't care what you think about yeah. me right now. I'm leaning into my Lord. Absolutely. You know, like I'm just, you know, he broke past the manly exterior. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. he just was cuddling, yeah. cuddling the Lord. I just, I just, I love those passages. Even Joshua, like you were saying, how it said all the children of Israel, you know, Moses went to the tent of meeting. Yeah. And when Moses went, the glory came yeah. and Moses was a friend of God. It says yeah. in the same passage. So wherever the friends of God are, the glory is. There it is. And then it's just there talking it about all the children of Israel would come and they would, and they would look and gaze upon Moses. Yeah. And then when, you know, the corporate worship was over and Moses left and the glory, you know, and, and Moses left and so the people of God also withdrew and yeah. left, but it says Joshua lingered long there in the presence of the Lord. And, and when Moses failed and he couldn't bring the children of Israel into the promised land, who did the Lord choose? Yeah. He chose Joshua. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, we want to be radical and we want to, yeah. we want to, you know, preach the gospel and we want to tell people about Jesus on the streets and all this is good stuff. Yeah. And we want to, you know, raise up a business or whatever our dream, our desire is, or we want to pastor a church or, you know, whatever that may be. And all that is good. Absolutely. But at the same time, like we receive these mandates and calls from the Lord in the secret place. That's right. It was in those moments, I believe, that Joshua was hearing from the Lord and being equipped, empowered, you know, made whole. Like God chose one who was lingering long yeah, in the presence of yeah. the Lord. And it was for me, like the times that I've set apart time and I spent I spent it with the Lord or even seasons where I just said, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to spend time with, with, with Jesus more than anything else. It was in those seasons where the Lord spoke identity, yeah. purpose, Come on. you know, um, just really kind of prepared me. Because we need to be prepared. Yeah, absolutely. And you were even talking about yesterday how you were in, in, in the Uber or on the yeah. airplane. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. and how the Lord is talking about the healing of the heart. Absolutely. And, you know, that's what the Lord's doing. He mends the broken heart. Yeah. It's a part of his ministry. Yeah. He doesn't just heal our physical bodies. He mends our hearts. Absolutely. And I feel like that's why a lot of people are even falling in yeah. ministry and struggling in ministry yeah. because they're after the anointing. Yeah. They're after the works of God. Yeah. But the heart of God, they haven't spent time dwelling in the heart Come of on. God, being vulnerable with him, allowing him to sift through some of the pain and the lies Come and on. the fear Come and on. the performance mentalities and, you know, the condemnation and everything we experience as believers in our walk with the Lord. And so share with us a little bit about that because God's raising up leaders right now yeah. that are presence driven, not just yeah. anointing driven, not just purpose driven, yeah. but presence driven. Absolutely. But the Lord in this secret place that we're talking about wants to do something in us so we could actually be empowered to go out and do the things yeah. he's called us to do. So I've been I've been mulling over uh, uh, Malachi for a lot lately. Really, I feel like it's one of the key words in this hour that God's drawing us close yeah. and, and and doing all that He's doing in the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, Malachi four says, and and He will uh, turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, yeah. and the children to the fathers. And you get over to Luke, I believe Luke seventeen or Luke one seventeen. It, it speaks that He will come in the spirit of Elijah, and He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and, and make uh, a, a people ready to meet the Lord. Right. And, you know, I just really feel like part of that is that the Holy Spirit's been saying that I'm going to raise up a fathering and mothering movement out of the presence that will speak words of healing. And what I begin mm. to really sense is that there is a fresh wave of 
healing and deliverance that is coming over the earth. I know it's yeah. marked out of the presence. It's going to come from the sound of worship. It's yeah. going to come from mothers and fathers. But the Lord has been really dealing with me about this wave of healing and deliverance that's coming over uh, against the spirit of offense, mm. you know, and and rejection and some of the things that we go through. Um, and all sure. of that is is spirit breathed. It is something that when the word of the Lord begins to come um, from uh, whether a mother or father or, or, or the word of the Lord begins to come from the presence, mm-hmm. there's something of how the words can begin to heal us. And one of the places where we capture that word and one of the main places is through the presence. We get it out of the written word, but we get it out of the secret place. We get it out of times with being with him. And Jeremiah says it like this. He says, um, my soul is, was cast down. I, I was I was broken. I was uh, feeling hurt. He says, but your words did come to me and I did eat them and I did live. <laughs> and, you know, it's something yeah. about the power of the word that will heal any wound. And I feel like in this hour that people that have been rejected, people that have been hurt, um, God wants to speak the words of eternal life back into people and and breathe his presence afresh and anew um, and move all the rejection, all the trauma, um, all the disqualifications, all the lies, all the labels, things that have been placed from the past. God wants to heal those things in the presence. And so I feel like in this hour that we're in the midst of a, a major uh, reset of what healing and deliverance ministry looks like. I feel like it's not going to be somebody shouting over people. I feel like it's just going to come out of this simple place of the presence and the word where people would just get away with the Lord and actually the Lord's saying, hey, come up here. Sure. I know you're singing. You're too entrenched in what happened to you and how it happened and who did it. But come up here and I want to show you from my perspective and give you understanding. I feel like God's giving us eyes to see um, uh, beyond what's happened mm-hmm. in and into the future. And he's going to give his people great victory um, in the area of their emotional and mental um, healing. I feel like this is an hour that families are going to be restored. I just really yeah. feel like this is also a season of family where God is bringing reconciliation in certain areas yeah. and recovery and restoration in um, the areas of family and relationships in yeah. this hour. Uh, people church. that are, yes, church. I feel like there's even a wave. Uh, my encounter yesterday yeah. uh, started with a dream that I had um, on the plane where I begin to see uh, pastors and leaders. We were sitting in a um, large building and there were mm-hmm. pastors and leaders from yeah. various nations. Mm-hmm. And what was happening is there was a speaker up on the platform. He was presenting pastors and leaders who had been healed mm. and from emotional trauma and, yeah. and, and woundedness. And, yeah. and I just feel like it's going to come from the top down. God's about to heal from the top down. Even leaders who have been hurt, wounded, broken, or been scarred by other leaders, you know, whatever the case may be. I just feel like there's a, there's a, um, a wave of healing that's coming in. It's funny that in the dream, they were from various nations. And I felt as if the Holy Spirit was saying in that moment that this is something that I'm doing on a global scale, that I want to heal leaders. I want to heal those who have been affected Mm -hmm. by even maybe sometimes leadership. And um, I want to heal the spirit of offense that has come up in ministry. And and I'm causing there to be a wave of forgiveness and reconciliation that's going to come in this hour. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. I just know people that are close to me that have been burnt by yeah. leaders, you know, yeah. hurt. And then they just, they draw away from the Lord as, as a result, yeah. you know, because of their experience in Absolutely. maybe a certain church or with a certain leader that didn't believe yeah. in them, didn't call them higher, maybe offended them, hurt them in some way. But I just really believe even with this wave of healing and deliverance that you're talking about, you know, in the scripture, it's, it's the Lord. And he's saying, he's saying, you know, the bondage of your barren winter Come on. has ended and the season of hiding is over and gone. He's talking about the pruning of the vines here, but 
you know, with their barren winter, okay? Because, you know, a lot of things happen that cause us to go into a barren winter, yeah. kind of, you know, spiritual environment and just hiding. Like, yeah. what what happens in us to make us want to, you know, retreat and hide and, you know, be filled with shame and, and hurt and pain? But there's not one ounce of condemnation yeah. in the words of Christ here in this passage. He uses language like, hurry up, my darling, arise, my dearest. Yeah. My beautiful one. He says here, my beautiful companion. So yeah. he's saying, I see you're in a barren place. I yeah. see you're broken. I see you need pruning. Yeah. You need some pruning. Yeah. He's like, I see that you, you, you're you hiding yeah. and you're trapped in bondage, but you're my beautiful one. He still calls them yeah. beautiful in the midst of that. He still calls them my darling, my one without blame, on. one that is perfect. And he declares this. So I even feel like with this wave of healing that's taking place, yeah. there's a revelation of his passion for us. There's a revelation of his kindness you know and there's there's encounters that are stored yeah, up for us yeah. which which brings you know healing that could take years yeah. in counseling yeah. you know and maybe not one even encounter one encounter yeah one one picture of jesus highlighted in our spirit Absolutely. one vision of the lord one touch one one ounce of peace just one moment and so but it's it's with this tenderness and yeah. it's with this affirmation and affection that the lord pours out on broken people on. that makes us feel comfortable to open up to him yeah because, you know, we, we we feel like, you know, especially within religion, we've been taught in such religious things that we need to, you know, that the Lord hates our sin. Yeah. So much so yeah. that he can't even look at us. Yeah. We need to repent to have him to turn back to us. And I believe in repentance yeah, and I believe in the holiness of the Lord. Yeah. But it's his holiness that yearns to make us whole. Yeah. And he doesn't look at us with disgust. Yeah. He looks at us with light in his eyes, yeah. with love in his heart, you know, like heartbroken at the fact that we're stuck in this barren yeah. place. You know, so I just really feel like even right now, like I've been bumping into people and meeting people and talking to so many people that are just captured by this revelation of love and grace yeah, and encounter where it's just like, it's a kindness of God that leads yeah, us to repentance. repentance. Yes, sir. And it's, it's, a, it's meeting our beautiful Lord Jesus yeah. that causes us to be whole, yeah. you know, and I just feel like the Lord, and this is something I've heard, you know, Paul Young say, but he talks about how the Lord will come into our boxes to break us out of them. Come on. He'll meet us anywhere everywhere you know he'll come into our dark messed up broken boxes absolutely and he'll meet us there in that absolutely. place he's not ashamed he's not afraid to get involved in our mess absolutely he'll go right into our religious box our religious systems you know to just bust us out of it and bring yeah. us to a whole nother elevation in the yeah. lord bro and so it's um it's funny because you know as you were saying that i was thinking about how there's nothing that the presence of god or an encounter can't uh, break through. And mm -hmm. I just was reminded, you know, um, what you live under, you live out, yeah. you know, um, yeah. what you behold, you become. Absolutely. And, and when we think about barrenness, you can even look in the old Testament, you know, they, they have uh, 12 children, uh, 12 tribes of Israel. They all have a rod mm -hmm. and um, Aaron's rod, Aaron's barren rod, gets parked in the presence and begins to bud and bloom. And, and I just feel like so the Lord good. is just saying that if there's any barrenness in your life is if there's any, any brokenness, any areas of uh, sickness or disease, no matter what it is, if you park it in the producing presence of God, it's going to come forth. It's going to manifest into its fullness. And um, I really feel like if this is a refocus for many of us to uh, reset our gaze yeah. on the Lord and just really, it is. It's coming away with the Lord. It's it's yeah. getting near, drawing close. And, you know, that's where the renewal is. That's where the washing is. That's where the healing is. And I feel like that's something that God's doing 
across the earth right now. I really do feel that. Um, I believe there's people watching right now, okay. listening right okay. now that um, they're just busy. Yeah. All right. They got a lot going on in their lives. Maybe they're uh, a wife, a mother, yeah. you know, a father that works maybe 50, 60 hours a week, comes home, is trying to do his best by his yeah. wife and his kids, maybe a pastor of a church, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, just all different walks of life. But I just feel like there's people that are trapped in um, a season where they feel barren or they haven't had this encounter with yeah. Jesus where they where they really feel like he's have a revelation of his love, his goodness, yeah. his kindness, and they're kind of just trapped and hiding, kind of like the scripture that we that that, that we're reading here. Yeah. But the Lord's calling us exactly like we're talking about to that place of healing in His presence. And so, bro, I would really love for you, man, to maybe just minister to the people Absolutely. that are that are watching this right now. However, however you feel led, but I just believe this isn't this isn't just a podcast. Yeah, it's called the Waken Podcast for yeah. a reason. I really believe that as we open up our hearts to the Lord, there, there's prophetic things that are being released. There's teaching that will that will impact people and solidify people. And I just feel like the Lord, yeah, wake, wake, O sleeper, rise from the Come dead on. and Christ will shine on you. That was spoken to believers by the Apostle Paul Come saying on. we need to have our eyes, the eyes of our heart, the spirit yeah. of revelation awaken our yeah. hearts so we could step into the fullness of who we are, the inheritance, the vast inheritance we have, Absolutely. you know, in Christ Jesus. And so anyway, man, feel free, minister, because I really believe there's people that are hurting yeah. that, that want what we're talking about. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm reminded a couple things. Ephesians 1 um, says that he is seated far above powers, principalities. He's um, seated with Christ Jesus. And then when you get over to Ephesians 2, it moves from where he's seated to where we're seated as sons and daughters, um, and that we are co-joined with Christ yeah. um, in heavenly places. And that um, the presence of God is not something that I have to go up into, but it's mm -hmm. actually something by revelation that if I have an understanding that I don't have to go up, that I'm already in there. <laughs> that I'm already with him. I'm already co-joined. I'm here and there. We're bilocational. Mm -hmm. um, when you understand that, that I'm also in temporal time, chronos, uh, but I'm mm -hmm. also in Kairos as well. I'm also in heavenly eternal time mm -hmm. because we're also eternal beings as well. Mm -hmm. When I have a revelation of that, my secret place time is not limited to quantity, but it's quality. Yeah. And so I want to encourage people that feel like, hey, you know, uh, my day is spent. Uh, I'm building so much. I've been missing out. Just a few seconds of posture is everything. Mm -hmm. if, if I would just posture myself. And so I want to encourage those, you know, you may feel like, yeah. hey, I'm a working mother. I've got all this stuff going on. But just a few seconds of just posturing mm -hmm. the heart in the revelation that I'm seated with him. And that he's ever near and he's ever present. And even now, I just feel the presence of God just uh, in the room right now. Just I feel like the Lord is saying, just come to me, come to me, come to me in revelation. And I just want to encourage those that are watching, those that are listening. We just we release even right now just a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit of encounters and 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 and, and just this this fresh gazing upon the Lord. We just say, Lord, every distraction that is uh, come against your people to keep them and rob them of the secret place where they originate from. Father, I thank you that that distraction is being moved today and right now in Jesus name. Father, I thank you for a fresh release of your presence. And I just hear, feel, hear the Lord saying that, hey, I want to release fresh fire on the altar of your mm -hmm. heart. God wants to lose his spirit of burning. Yeah. Revelation says it like this. His eyes are filled with fire. 
And his voice is like the sound of many waters. And I, I hear the Lord saying that the same fire that's in my eyes, I want to loose that same fire in the hearts of my people. And so I just say today, be filled with fresh fire, be filled with fresh passion, even right now. And we just say your days, your moments may, may, may just one minute feel like a, 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 a whole hour. You know, David says like this, he says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. He says, just for as one day is like a thousand years. And so, Father, I just thank you for eternity moments. Yeah. Coming mm-hmm. in the presence in Absolutely. Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I remember when I came out of that place of striving. Yeah. And I used to spend hours in the prayer room and sometimes it would be powerful yeah. and it would be amazing. And then other times I'd feel just dry. Like I'd be there for hours and hours and I wouldn't get anything out of it. And I am grateful for those times because I learned how to navigate the waters and I learned who Jesus was. But I remember when I caught a revelation of his heart for me. Yeah. And that he delights in me. Yeah. When I caught that understanding, all it took was a moment of Jesus. Yeah, come on. And then there was just just waves of presence, bro. Just his his goodness would fill my heart, his peace, his mm. love. Whatever I needed in that moment would yeah. be accessible. It's just one moment. Just, just, just one a simple moment. moment. And it came out of revelation. It is absolutely again, if if you believe that it's something that I've got to ascribe up to or whatever and there are those moments that you know he allows us to ascend the hill of the lord but but when we look at the revelation by um uh, ephesians 1 and 2 we're already there and when you realize that he's mm-hmm. already in me he's christ in me the hope of glory and he's ever present he doesn't leave me and i and i link in i, I step into encounter by revelation so good man and so, so what good. we need is fresh revelation i love that man yeah. so so tell me i i believe in you i believe in your ministry yes, sir. Tell me how people can get more plugged into what you're doing, maybe your website, kind of okay. you know, how they can get you to, to minister somewhere. To Tell us a little bit about that. Cool. Yeah, you can definitely check me out mm-hmm. online. Um, you can go to my website. It's uh, under our house of prayer, which is www.globalprayernyc.org. That's awesome. www.globalprayernyc.org. You can mm-hmm. check me out on Facebook, uh, Tori Marcel Harper. Um, love to hear what God's doing with you guys or you know, how we can pray for you guys, what God wants to do in your regions, your cities. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just have a heart for the presence and seeing um, the glory of God sustained within hearts and within regions, within cities, within local churches, man. It's just, it's all about the presence, man. (laughs) That's so good. Yeah. I've been, you know, I've, I think we, when did we meet? A few years ago. A few years ago now, been following your ministry. You're just, you're just living it, man. Yes, sir. You're you're living it. Thank you. You know, um, for those who are watching, I believe in this man's ministry. He's doing incredible things in New York City and all around the world. Um, and so bless you, bro. Thank, Thank you, you for traveling from New York City, New My Jersey. Honor. And coming and being here with My me today. Honor, bro. Love you, thank man. You, thank man. you so much. Awesome. And for those of you who are watching, uh, thank you. For those who are listening, this is Awakened Podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. It'll help get this message out to challenge and inspire more people all over. It's always a blessing to have you guys subscribe and listen. You know, we have two shows a week. And so every Monday and every Thursday, a show is released. So when you subscribe, it will give you that a, a notification should pop up on your phone. Um, no matter where you listen to it's iTunes or Spotify Google Play you know um, Charisma Podcast Network whatever it may be but it's a blessing I look forward to doing this with you guys every single week Um, I'll see you and talk to you next time on Awaken Podcast